If you like compassion, excuses, and heartwarming messages, you have clicked on the wrong link. There's a new sports voice in Toronto. The smooth-talking, roughnecking Mike Roach, where sports life and truth collide. New sports entertainment for the next generation. Something different. No bias and no BS. This is the Mike Roach Podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Roach Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And remember to follow Mike on Instagram at MikeRoach7. The only thing that we know about the Toronto Raptors to this point is that we know absolutely nothing at all. They're not headed one way or the other. They're pretty much just stuck right smack dab in the middle. Average at best. What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach podcast. You know I'm always happy to be back on the microphone again. And it's been about, has it been a week? Yeah, it's been about a week. I I folded on you guys on two episodes. My bad. My bad, folks, but the time came where I could make some extra money out here in these streets. The legal way, by the way, the legal way. Uh, So I put in some extra hours for work. I went for the bag this week, people. I'm just going to admit it. I got to tell you the truth. I went for the bag, damn it. I had to. I had to. You know how it is out here. But at the same time, at the same time, The Raptors were in action, and there was a bunch of things going on and in around the NBA. We must discuss. This show will not just be specifically focused heavily on the Raptors like I typically do. Every now and then, you know I got to branch out and talk some NBA basketball with you all aside from the Toronto Raptors, but it does not mean that we can't start there. I said it does not mean that we can't start there. Now, the Raptors currently sitting at 9-11, and 6-5 and five at home, get beat down by the hands of the New York Knicks, 119-106. The Toronto Raptors take this beat down at home. At home. And I think this is what confuses us so much about the Raptors. This is what confuses us about the Raptors. You come out, you lay the smack down on the Phoenix Suns, and then you get beat down by the New York Knicks. Do you see how that can confuse people? And the sad part about it is, we pretty much knew that that was going to happen. It pretty much knew. Now, the Raptors seem to get up against good teams and then go down against teams that aren't so good. And I'm not saying the New York Knicks are a terrible team or anything like that. They're a pretty good team. They're 12 and 7. But one would think they would have a harder time with the New York Knicks to a certain de- I mean with the Phoenix Suns to a certain degree than the New York Knicks, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong now. Is it because we're not sold? On the New York Knicks yet? I mean, they seem tough overall with the personnel that they have for their squad. But I thought the Raptors would have been up 
in regards to energy, in regards to making some better decisions out here at some point going up against the teams like the New York Knickerbockers. And they're four and six away from Madison Square Garden, by the way. Now, what do we know about the Toronto Raptors right now? What do we know about this team? Seriously. Well, we know a couple things. Do they have talent? Sure, they do. They do. And some people might listen to the show and say, Mike, what, what, what do you mean they have talent? You're damn right they have talent. Siakam, OG Ananobi, Barnes, Pirtle, Schroeder. You're starting lineup right there. The amount of mismatches you can have when you go up against different teams in this league with all-around uh, players like an OG Ananobi doing what he can do, a Barnes and a Siakam, especially those three guys. You see what they do against a team like the Phoenix Suns, the way they can defend, the way they can put the ball in the hole at times. You look at this team and say, okay, I kind of understand why Masai Ujiri hasn't done anything yet. But at the same time, I mean, damn it, our record ain't 18 and 2. We ain't 15 and 5. We're still under 500 at this point. So, what do you think about the Raptors when you see them? Do they have talent? Yes. But I don't see any toughness. To me, they're a 500 team at best. And there is still a glaring hole and a lack of shooting. Glaring hole and a lack of shooting. And when you look at the stats, for example, let's go to the team stats here. Let's go to three-point shooting. The Phoenix Suns an abysmal 7 from 26 from three-point range. Raptors 10 of 27. So you shoot better than Phoenix in this game. But then you go to a game like the Knicks, and it seems like we're seeing this more often than on the other side. Six of 32 from three-point range, 18.8% from three-point range. It's not going to get it done. And we're seeing that type of shooting on a consistent basis if you're the Raptors. Now, you're a team that's almost at 500. If you can somehow figure that out, it puts you in a much better place because you're capable. You're capable of winning games. But a lot of the time, sometimes it comes down to that one category at times. That has to be figured out. And the toughness thing, to me, I think that, that might be even a bigger problem than the shooting. Like when I look at the Raptors in regards to their toughness, I see absolutely no toughness at all. At all. Like to me, Schroeder's a bit of a dog. Scotty Barnes has a bit of dog in him as well. But as for the rest of your starters, Ananobi, don't really see it there. Siakam, questionable. Pirtle, questionable again. Now, I'm not looking at anybody on the bench. I'm looking for your starters. 
your starters, your guys who are leading the team. I'm looking at them for, to set the tone. That's just the way that I see it. That's the way that it has to be done. Now, I think around at some of these other guys in the league that I see. When I'm looking at a guy like a Draymond Green or a Patrick Beverly, I'm not saying the Raptors need one of those guys, but a guy like them. Because to me, if you're getting up for the good teams and going low for the bad teams, you need somebody who's going to be on your ass a little bit. Make sure that they can pick you up. Somebody who consistently has that dog in them every minute, every second, in practice, in games. If you're hanging out playing PlayStation, they want to bite your damn head off. We need to see a little bit of that. I said a little bit of that. Now let's go through some of these numbers. Especially against this team like the Knicks. Okay, because that's the most recent game, obviously. Now you're looking at a Siakam. 21 points in 34 minutes. 7-16 from the field. 0-4 from downtown. Now his three-point shooting has been getting steadily worse from what I'm seeing. Eight rebounds, three assists. OG Ananobi, nine points in 27 minutes. 4-13 from the field. 1-6 from downtown. Typically, OG Ananobi is going to do better for you than that on the offensive end. I do mention he has to do a lot on the defensive end because of the amount of people that he has to go up against defensively, whether it's a guard, a big, somebody on your wing. He's interchangeable. He's doing all of that kind of stuff. So a lot of his energy is dispersed on the defensive end. Now, this is the guy that I mentioned to you has the dog in him. This is the guy... That has the dog in him. Scotty Barnes. 37 minutes in this one. 13 of 19 from the field. 3 of 7 from downtown. 9 rebounds. 4 assists. 5 steals. 5 steals in this one. Jakob Pertl. 12 points. 6 of 9 from the field. Currently leading the NBA in field goal percentage. I've mentioned that to you guys a few times. Uh, look out for that number because you know what? Jakob Pertl, I would like to see him expand his game offensively. And guess what? Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. But he does a damn good job of finishing around the basket. He's pretty good at altering shots and blocking shots around the basket, just doing what he's capable of doing. And he's not a guy that I am going to complain about because it's like I mentioned, he brings his lunch bag, puts on his hard hat, comes to work, and just does his damn job. And he ain't somebody that I'm going to be complaining about. I'll tell you that much. Okay, now off the bench, Chris Boucher, 11 points, 4 of 10 from the field, 1 of 4 from downtown, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal. McDaniels, 2 points in this one. Uh, Precious Achua, 8 points. Six rebounds in this one. I do think he's starting to play a little bit better. And Gary Trent, just four points in this one. Two of six from the field. All of one from three-point range. All of one from the free throw line. But four assists in this one, which is a good number. You want to circle that because I mentioned this on a few different occasions. You need to make sure, if you're Gary Trent Jr., 
that if your shot is not falling, if your shot is not falling, you have to be able to go out there and do something else. You can't just be out there running around being some type of bystander. You got to be able to make plays for somebody else, play defense, rebound. You got to do something than just shoot threes. And then if your threes aren't going in, then you're useless out there. You don't want to be that kind of player. So circle the four assists for Gary Trent Jr. because that is a number that is trending in the right direction for this specific game. Now, the Raptors, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to have to do something. This does not look like it's going to be a season where the Raptors just stand pat and do absolutely nothing. That cannot be what it is here this year. It just can't be. It just can't be that. We've seen it many times from Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster. This year, that cannot be it. Didn't have my cord uh, plugged in there for my sound effects. Let's see if we can make some noise with it right now. Let's see here. There we go. There we go. No specific reason for that. was just testing my audio right in the middle of the show. How professional is that? Okay. But I did mention the Raptors got to do something. Don't know what it's going to be. Don't know what it's going to be. But you cannot just have this team sitting directly smack dab in the middle, like I mentioned earlier. If you guys get the chance, if you get the chance, go read an article by Eric Corrine of The Athletic. Does a wonderful job, by the way, writing, uh, covering the Toronto Raptors. And go read an article that he just put out on December 1st about the Toronto Raptors just being stuck completely in the middle of being a team that's average. Okay, now, and before I move on to the next subject, which is going to be the NBA in-season tournament, I want to give you some audio footage of Darko Ryakovic talking a little bit about this team. You won a lot of categories tonight in terms of, you know, rebounds, assists, second chance points, fast break points, but it kind of is glaring like the three-point line. How do you adjust, like, just uh, around that? It's, uh... Get back in the gym, work, and uh, make sure that you're continuing to move the ball. And when those op- open shots and open opportunities come, we got to be able to, to make those shots. The game is played that way. You cannot play a game without shooting from the three-point line. So we got to just continue putting work in and, uh, and uh, believe that we're going to make them. It's about the quarter mark of the season. You have a four-day break now in between games. So some time for reflection. What do you think about how far this team has come? And what they're still to do in terms of setting the identity? Great question, uh, Eric. Uh, I, I obviously thinking about those, this break of four days over here before games. Uh, uh, for me, it's going to be very important to message our guys when, once we come back uh, for first pre- practice. And uh, I think we're still searching out an entity. And when you look at uh, certain games that we played this year, like uh, 
some of the great wins that we had against Phoenix the other day, against Dallas on the road, against Indiana, coming back from some uh, some uh, um, uh, deficits and then coming back in the game. We, we got to decide what kind of team we want to be and uh, we know what is the road to, to, to success. And we got to do that for 48 minutes. You know, We cannot come up to the games and choose. In this game, we're going to do it a little bit less or a little bit more. We got to have our really mindset what, what it takes to win every game. And in NBA, it's hard to win every single night. It's it's very hard to to win in this game. So that's why we gotta stay together. We gotta put a lot of work in and trust in each other. A lot said there. A lot said there. Now that to me, to me, that comes down to having that dog in you. And he mentioned you can't be picking and choosing what you're gonna do well one night and well another night. It's gotta be consistent across the board every night you step out there. If the point is to win, as Masayu Jiri has stated. On literally every occasion he's been on a microphone. That dog has got to come from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. And it doesn't matter how much Darko Ryakovich or anybody else on the coaching staff wants to talk about it. Because it is glaring at this point. It's got to be from the players. It's got to be from the players. You don't have to mention this to them. You don't have to bring it up every damn day. This is the big leagues. Okay. No boys allowed. That's what the NBA stands for. You got to bring it. You got to bring it. Period. And we got to see that night in and night out. And now let's move on to the in-season NBA tournament. To me, to me, I don't know about everybody else, but it's been fun thus far because there's been a whole bunch of drama that has come with it, including guys like DeMar DeRozan, absolutely pissed off about what he considers to be unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike what conduct is is that how I should say it is that how I should put it is that what it is not to me I mean there's a point differential situation going on with this tournament in regards to tiebreakers he was really upset about Pascal Siakam taking a three-point shot at the end of the game when the Raptors were beating down uh, the, the Chicago Bulls in the fourth quarter. The Boston Celtics needed to beat them by 23 and absolutely pummeled them by almost 30. Like, to me, if you don't want to get destroyed like that, you should probably just come harder and play better. That's the easy solution to me. But, I mean, if the Knicks are going into a game where the media is all saying that they have to win by 23 and they happen to beat you by 27. Come on now, dog. Come on, man. I mean, that's just as bad. That is just flat out not good. Just flat out not good. And if it brings extra drama or hostility or a rivalry of whatever sort to the surface, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I mean, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Everybody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see that. We want the drama. And we want to see this knockout round. And we want to see these guys in Vegas. You got to remember, a lot of those guys coming off that bench weren't making a bundle of money like some of these starters are. They want that money. Even the guys who have the money want the damn money. It's half a million dollars. 
for winning this thing. These coaches want it. They want it bad. Okay, so the excitement is here. And, folks, we got some more games coming up on Monday and Tuesday. These are tournament games that are going to be coming up here, folks. Boston at Indiana. New Orleans at Sacramento. That's on Monday. That's on Monday. Now on Tuesday, New York at Milwaukee. And you got Phoenix in Los Angeles to go up against the Lakers. That's what's up. That's what's up. This is what we want to see. This is what we want to see. I want to see who's going to win this thing. Seriously, everybody's talking about this tournament right now and the drama. I want to see who's going to win this thing. So I'm excited about it. And we should all be talking about this thing come Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, what's next? What is next? Teams, teams that need to make some moves. Let's go down the list here, folks. Because I got news for you. There's a few of them. There's a few of them. If you look at, I'm not going to say a whole bunch of teams, but teams that jump out and pop out to me. And most of these teams are in the Eastern Conference. Not the Western Conference. Most of them are in the Eastern Conference. If you're the Memphis Grizzlies, you got to do something there. And that's pretty much about it for me in the Western Conference. A lot of these teams are young. They're still trying to figure some things out. Do we look at Portland, Utah, San Antonio is going to be absolutely awful. They're going to be getting high draft picks. They're trying to figure some things out. Houston's made their moves. The Clippers, Pelicans, Lakers, they're all set in their ways just trying to make some noise. And the top six teams in the West, Dallas, Phoenix, Sacramento, Denver, they might do some minor things, but they ain't really doing nothing big. Now, when you look at some of these other teams in the Eastern Conference, Detroit is 2-18. and 18. You heard me correctly, folks. You heard me correctly. Isn't there some type of music that I should play? The Washington Wizards are 3 and 16. The Charlotte Hornets are 6 and 12. They've been awful forever. The Chicago Bulls are 7 and 14. Something's got to happen with these four teams. I mean, something's got to happen. The Raptors are 9 and 11. You got to do something with them as well. But I mean, overall, it's the teams in the Eastern Conference to me that have to do something. The Atlanta Hawks. Brooklyn is at least a young squad out here. But if you're the Atlanta Hawks, the Raptors, and the Bulls, those three teams are teams that if they make some type of move, Maybe something can happen. Not saying they're going to be able to win a championship, but they can find themselves in the playoff hunt if you can make some type of move to move things along and go forward. I mean, they have decent pieces already, but you just need to shore some things up. Charlotte, Washington, and Detroit, there is absolutely no hope for those teams. I'm sorry. Absolutely no hope for those teams. They might as well just throw in the right flag. For the season because they are D-U-N. Done. Okay? Done. Fine. Fine. 
I'll do it the book way, D-O-N-E. I was trying to have some fun. But anyway, uh, before I get out of here, a couple more things. A couple more things. This whole Josh Giddy situation. It's even uncomfortable to talk about. I mean, the NBA is investigating a situation with Josh Giddy where it has been alleged that he had an inappropriate relationship with a minor, with a minor two years ago, approximately two years ago at least. Nobody is commenting on the situation right now from Oklahoma City, and that is because the investigation is ongoing and no one really knows any facts yet about this whole thing. That's why it's not being talked about. Now, the young girl in this situation, we've heard her and her family have not been cooperating with the authorities about this whole situation with Josh Giddy. That's probably a problem. That's a problem. But if she is not cooperating, what are you going to do? I mean, I really don't know. At some point, something's going to have to happen with this situation. These look like criminal charges could be put on him if, if she decides to cooperate and the evidence there points that, yes, this did happen. I mean, this is bad. This is a bad look. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but a lot of people have been talking about this. They've been going at certain people in the media for not discussing it, but I would urge people, I would urge people to wait for the facts. Wait for the facts here. You just can't go online and start saying crazy stuff until you actually know what happened. That's how this media thing is actually supposed to work. Not like these crazies on Twitter that just start typing stuff anytime they want. No, that's not how this works. Wait for the facts to come out. And then as soon as it comes, start discussing things that you know factually actually happen. That's how this works. And folks, before I get up out of here, okay, make sure you stay tuned because I'm going to be bringing you some new information about some things that are about to happen shortly. Give you a little hint. Won't say what, but I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, stay in tune with the in-season tournament because there's some big games coming up, as I just mentioned it. And also, uh, unfortunate use with Yahoo Sports Canada. They did shut down and close their doors. And uh, I got to give a big shout-out to Yahoo Sports Canada because they took... Uh, myself, Chris Boucher on with Hustle Play and the relationship that I had with some of the guys over there were absolutely fantastic. Big shout out to Amit, Mackenzie, Kieran for all the stuff that they did helping with Hustle Play. Obviously, like we could not do the show without those guys. I mean, at the end of the day, um, they used their resources, their time to get this show to work for myself and Chris and they did a wonderful job and I'm wishing the best for everybody over there who is going to be looking for a new endeavor now. I mean, they're, they're great people do great work 
And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what all of them are doing next. It's not going to be long. They have great resumes, so they're going to be scooped up quickly, not worried for any of them. They are going to be doing some great things moving forward. So um, sorry to hear about Yahoo Sports Canada. Um, not uh, some, you know, all good things come to an end, but I am looking forward to seeing what those people are going to be doing in the near future because they do do some really, really awesome work in the industry. Um, folks, at microach 7 on Instagram, at microach 23 on Twitter. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, share, rate everything, the Mike Roach podcast. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google. Make sure you get in my comments, get in my DMs. I will answer questions if you guys have some good ones. Okay, I've done it before, and I will do it again. But this is your boy, Mike Roach. I'll be back again soon, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at MikeRoach7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week.